In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Last week at the end of the sermon, I asked everybody where your spot at St. John was because finding your spot at St. John meant becoming part of something special. And what makes it special is what we see in today's gospel lesson. Love. Finding your spot in the kingdom of God that spreads the gospel through word and action is now framed according to the love of Jesus Christ. Now, this past Monday was Valentine's Day. And love according to the Hallmark cards and the chocolate and the flowers is mainly understood in terms of emotion. However, love, according to Jesus, is pure action. Last week was understood, anger was understood as an emotion that produced action, mainly violence, whether in the heart or in the body. And now this week, love is primarily an action that's carried out through nonviolence. This understanding of love throws the world upside down, not only at the time of Jesus, but today too. Now many have seen this, seen this passage about turning the other cheek as a weak kind of love that's limp, passive, even detrimental to life. But love, as shown today, is such an overwhelming strength of a new way of life. See, turning the other cheek, for those who have been abused or maybe those who have been unjustly wronged, really sounds unloving. Because it could be understood as actually extending the violence rather than simply stopping the violence. But this is just simply untrue. In the ancient world, slapping one in the face was a sign of domination in order to shame the one who was slapped into submission. So a slap was to demean, not to physically hurt someone as a, as a punch would. And it was done with the right hand in the ancient world. So in order for us to picture what Jesus is talking about, for someone to slap somebody on the right cheek, it must be done with the right hand and the back of it. And when someone turns the other cheek, it's not offering that person the other cheek to be slapped. But it's actually to turn your nose into the slap. By doing this, Jesus is actually giving a way in which to not return evil with evil, but to show the violent one the absurdity of violence. See, like anger last week, the death and resurrection of Jesus makes violence unnecessary as much as it's just simply wrong. So rather than seeing it as a sign of weakness, this is a picture of strength that turns your face into violence and says, stop. 
But at the same time, it is not by power. It's not by force. It's not a sign of control. This love isn't a guilt trip that manipulates you into submission. It's simply the new way of living in the kingdom of God where anger and violence are no longer allowed. St. Paul says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, enemies, Christ died for us. So Jesus is the embodiment of love. He is the picture of one who turns the other cheek. In the ancient world, force was a way of life. The Roman Empire spread peace through war. And the emperor ruled with complete control. While the whole time people said, Lord to him. And anyone who caused the people to believe differently, well, they were crucified. See, Jesus enters into that world, which doesn't really sound too much different than ours, by showing a new way where enemies weren't destroyed, but they were loved. Jesus shows that world and our world that you don't hate those who persecute you, but you actually pray for them. You stand before God praying for them. And Jesus shows this world and our world that Jesus just simply won't engage in the cycle of violence. He will turn his face towards it and say, stop. Of course, this is all seen in the passion of Jesus Christ. Because be, while being nailed to the cross, he begs his heavenly Father for forgiveness. And the night when he was arrested, he prays for those who persecutes him. And then while on trial, Jesus remains silent rather than arguing with their irrationality. And each time, Jesus turns the other cheek. See, his love wasn't manipulative. It didn't force anyone to accept it. It didn't force anyone to like it or want more of it. But it did show how violence is just simply absurd, unnecessary, and pathetic. See, for the Christian, there is a new way of love that's formed by what Jesus did, by his death and resurrection. That is our picture. That is our ethic as Christians. So when someone engages us in terms of violence, whether it's a guilt trip or physical violence, the love of God overwhelms that person. By turning the other cheek, you are standing firm in God's love, revealing to the violent one who they've become and letting them be come to terms with who they are. It's sort of like you're saying, I'm not engaging in your relationship of manipulation, guilt, and shame because I love you. Let us stop this. <laughs> 
and live together in the kingdom of God. Now, it's important for us to remember that love is free. It is unconditional, which is hard for us to imagine. Because maybe in the back of our minds, we see that when we love our enemy, at worst, it's a way to get back at our enemy. Or at best, it's a way to actually change them. Christians love without an agenda. That means we as Christians love because God loves. So to our enemy, we love, and the Holy Spirit changes people. So it might not be someone who slaps you. It might not be someone who takes your tunic. And it might not be somebody who forces you to carry their stuff. But there's probably someone in your life who's hard to love. And that is who Jesus is speaking to you about today. See, God's love overwhelms you through the gospel, through the word, through the sacrament. In order for you first to be loved by God, but then also have the capacity to love others with that same love. Like all great love, it's a bit frightening. It is frightening for us because it's, it's new. It's something that we don't normally come in encounter with. It's new because it's also hard. Because I think when we come into the new, we're afraid that we might lose who we are. But what Jesus shows us today in the gospel reading, is that we don't become the doormat in which our identity is pummeled into oblivion. But rather through the love of God in Christ Jesus, you'll discover who you were meant to be, your true identity, lovers of the world. See, we as God's people believe, those who are redeemed believe, that we actually take on the risk of loving as God loves. For we know that the love of God that he gives to us is not a scarce resource. It's not as if it must be hoarded and then maybe just shared little by little. See, love is not a rare commodity. Rather, the more we discover that we have the capacity to love, according to our spot at St. John, that means the more we show what God has done for us in the place that God has put us, we'll discover not that we run out of love, but we'll discover how much more God loves us than we ever imagined. So God doesn't ask us to be God this morning, but rather God asks us to love one another, trusting that God will use our imperfect love to expand his kingdom for his glory. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.